welcome y'all to another episode of Your Mental Health Matters. Uh, as I always say in the beginning of every episode, I hope everyone is have. I hope everyone had a great week as the week is like concluding. I hope it was a productive week, as I say for each episode, and I'll continue to say for every episode. This space is for all of us. It's for us to be able to share our thoughts, share what's going on with us. Um, anything that's in our mind that we may not feel like, oh, we may not know which avenues to get it out of our mind, only to create a space where we can all just understand that you're not alone. All of us have the, have thoughts that we want to share or may not, be, may not be able to like fully discern in our minds. And this space is to just make you understand that like we're all going through that. But one thing I know for sure is that we can all help each other. Experience is what, experience from other people and I've found for myself is one of my greatest teachers and it helps me in times where I may feel alone or my, I may feel discouraged. So I want to welcome my guest today, uh, Courtney. I want to, Courtney, I was going to do the whole introduction, your whole introduction, but I feel like it will sound better from you. But one thing I do want to say is I am very excited to have this conversation with Courtney today. Uh, one main reason is her energy. Uh, Courtney's energy is like, I see it on social media. I'm never once and it left a lasting impression on me because of her energy. And every time I see her social media and I see the things that she undertakes, it's always fun filled, it's always informational and it's always with a passion. And sometimes I look at it, I've, I've been inspired by you. I've been inspired by videos that oh, you have I've been inspired by seeing that good energy being put forth. So with no further ado, I'd like to introduce Courtney to your uh, welcome to your mental health matters. And just tell everyone that's logged in before we get started with our conversation a little more about yourself. Um, so, hey guys, I am Courtney Shav. Um, I, <laughs> I am a creator and I never thought that about myself for a very long time, but um, I am a creative. Uh, I am part of the Grown Folk Table podcast. Um, I am one of the, actually, one of the co, the co, what do you call it? Co-guests? Co-hosts. There we go. I'm one of the co-hosts for the Grown Folk Table where we just talk about, you know, um, things that are happening in our, um, in our community, whether it's funny, whether it's, you know, serious. Uh, we don't talk about pop culture, which I really like. Um, we're more of like, okay, what are other things that are out there that we're not discussing or we should be discussing? Yeah. Um, I'm also the creator of Spicy Pull Wednesday, which is basically a platform for people to feel, because um, let's put it out there, sex is very taboo. Even, we all, even though we all do it, it's very taboo. So my platform gives people the opportunity to come on anonymously and tell you know, their sexual fantasies or things that they've done in the past and um, just giving them that sexual liberation that you, they normally wouldn't have you know, if they were just outright say it on social media or they'll say it to a friend or they'll say it to um, you know, uh, uh, someone that they're dealing with. So that platform is created for those people um, to feel more yeah. comfortable. Um, telling your sex stories and of course it's fun it's funny um, I was just about to say that by the way it is hilarious those episodes <laughs> it's entertainment for an hour straight non-stop <laughs> <laughs> it, it is fun it's it's you know we, we like to have fun with it um, I am gonna try to put it on to YouTube yeah um, and, and, and in the near future but as of right now um, it's just on IG live yeah. 
Um, I save it for about a couple of hours and then I do a recap video, but I definitely will put it out on YouTube so people can, um, you know, find it, into, I guess, uh, watch it and see all the- Yeah, watch it after. Trust me, guys. <laughs> you guys should really check it out. It's, if you just want to laugh and see what's in other people's minds, oh my God. You, yeah. You, 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 you <laughs> the story. But, Last night we had one and it was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty funny. It was pretty graphic. I mean, that's just the word you should use, graphic. It, it, was, graphic. Graphic. it was graphic. <laughs> yeah. So before we pivot into our discussion today, one thing I like to start every episode with, or the most, like, I, I feel like the most important question is how are you? How are you, especially in this time? Um, I am actually doing okay. I am doing okay. Um, I have my, I have like a couple of days where I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I call it getting into my uh, small being um, when I just worry about everything and anything and have no business to be worried about it. But for the most part out of this whole thing, I think I've been um, pretty okay about the whole situation being, you know, practicing social distancing and at one point quarantining myself because um, I, I thought I had COVID-19. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I think I've just been pretty good. My mental space has been pretty good. So, um, yeah. How, actually, how have you been doing? Wow. That's the first time I guess rebuttal that question. Yeah. <laughs> before, before I answer that, I'm glad that you're doing well. I'm glad that you're able to, to, I, the word honestly is to say sane in this time. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. And for me, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing I'm doing great. I one thing this time is definitely like uh, that's what's the word I want to use. One thing this time has taught me is that there, even in the uncomfortable moments, that there's always a way to find that positiveness and then be able to maneuver with that with that positive mindset. So I've been doing really good, um, staying up with my prayers. I always tell everybody that praying has praying and staying close to God has really helped me in this time. So. Overall, I thank God, man. I'm doing well. That's good. That's good to that's good to hear. So I'm, I'm so sorry. My dog is in the background trying to get no problem. If he wants to be a part of the conversation or she wants to be a part of the conversation, it's totally cool. She's she's, she's. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the main one of the main reasons why I wanted to have a conversation with you, and we discussed this off camera um a couple of days ago. Um one thing I noticed it, and this this is about this time, but also generally for all of us in the lives that we live and the things that we do. Um, it's living consciously and unconscious living. Mm -hmm. So I was, sidebar guys, I was watching this thing on Diddy's um, IG and he had a guest on that was talking about how he had to start to finally consciously live his life. Like he didn't notice that there was a lot of things that he was doing that it was just like he was unconsciously living. So I guess the first question I would ask you is in regards to unconscious, consciously living and unconsciously living, are there areas in your mental where in this time and in general that you find yourself that, oh, I might, that you're not conscious enough in the things you're doing and it's just kind of like you're doing it unconsciously? <laughs> lock her up in the room. Um, so I would say that you know, when you're on a go and you have a routine, there's things that you there's things that you do that 
I'm sorry. Let me just let me take care of my dog for a minute. Hold on. Okay, no problem. And welcome to everybody that is joining. Courtney is just uh, taking care of the dog really quick. Man, she'll be right back. that she was going to be very noisy <laughs> okay i'm going to reiterate the question there were a couple of people that joined before i okay. asked the question so the question is in regards to uh the main topic that we're having today about consciously living and unconscious and learn and understanding those two things so my question to courtney was have there been times in in this time and in general for her where she's found herself doing things unconsciously and also how, I guess I'm now adding to the question, what did, what did you do in those times? Yeah, so, um, you know, before all this happened, you have a routine, right? You wake up, you know, you go to bed. I mean, you wake up, you go to bed, ha. Huh? You wake up, you know, you get ready for work, you get on the train, you deal with the nuances of MTA, and you get to work, you do your work, you, whatever extracurricular things that you do after work, like go to the gym. For me, it was going to the gym and then coming home and then just, playing with the dog and then relaxing. Yeah. So I found that um, when this all first happened, um, so I'm no longer working from home, I'm now a furlough employee, um, that you, I find myself just waking up at the time that I am supposed to wake up for work. Yeah. And I had to tell myself like, you know, Courtney, it's okay to just get more rest. Um, it's okay to sleep a little bit longer. Um, you don't yeah. have to wake up at 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. You can wake up at 10, 10.30 and start your day because where are you going? You're not going yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Um, I think that's the first thing that I've noticed that I was doing unconsciously was waking up at the time that I'm supposed to be at work. Um, the second thing that I found myself, caught myself doing was um, just when I'm like doing work or if it's work for like spicy pull Wednesday or for the podcast or just anything in general, I find myself just stuck to my computer all day, every yeah. day. Yeah. And I don't need to, I can step away. I don't have to work the eight hours that I would normally work at work. Like yeah. I can take breaks, I can watch TV, I can cuddle with the pup, I can like do all these other things. So that's another thing that I find myself doing unconsciously. And I told myself, you need to rest. It's okay. Yeah. Like, it's okay to, to rest. It's okay to take a break. Um, your things are going to get done regardless. Um, so those are the two things that I found myself doing really unconsciously that I, when I caught myself, I was like, you just the underlining of everything was just, you need rest, relax. Yeah. <laughs> and what are, the, what are the things that you said that like with unconscious living or, or doing things unconsciously is, is the habits and the routines that we develop yeah. that can just be done without us really having to put that much effort into it. Mm -hmm. But I've learned as well, one of the hardest things to also develop is being able to break those habits and those routines because a lot of, a lot of people, they think that they can't evolve. Not, not they can't evolve, but doing, doing that, there's something wrong with that. One one thing I understand about your your unconscious mind is it's there to protect you. It's there to keep things aligned. It's your feelings, it's your emotions, and all of those things. But you have to be able to consciously allow yourself to evolve. Right. Uh, that's why a lot of people get stuck in a mental space. They get stuck 
and doing the same thing over and over again. I mean, the, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, hoping for a different result. And I'm not saying people are insane by having routines and having things that they do to guide their day. Right. But even just focusing on specifically right now, I think it's okay, and as you said, I think it's okay that you're able to look at what you're doing unconsciously and see how you can change that, like you can change it up. You can change it up to match the, the situation that you're in right now. Right. So I guess one of the, one of the things I, I would ask you is consciously now, mm-hmm. when you, what, what were the differences that you saw that you were able to make when you started to do these things consciously? Um, Apart from just waking up a little bit later. Yeah, and, a little bit later. I would like that. Yeah. Um, I would say that, and I, I just want to touch back on what you were talking about just a little bit um, earlier about, you know, our unconscious mind is there to protect us, um, you know, for, you know, just keep us aligned. Um, yeah. I do... I do a lot of meditation and one of the people that I follow in meditation, her name's Tara Brock. She's a white woman, which I'm like, but she, she's talking some shit, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But she says that, you know, sometimes when we're in our unconscious mind or our unconscious minds can keep us very small and it keeps our mind in a very small space. And in that small space, in that scared space, we create anxieties from it. And it, all anxiety is, it's fear. And that's our um, unconscious minds do that to protect us and say, okay, wait, no, relax, don't do that. You know, like that's, that's, that's going to harm us. But sometimes we have to unlearn those things of um, what, our unco- what our unconscious minds is telling us because that's how the anxieties come up. That's how the fear comes up. That's how we get stuck because we, um, we don't take account of what's really happening in our unconscious yeah. mind. Um, exactly. So I, I'm so glad you touched on that because it's something I really wanted to bring up in this discussion. Um, also, I totally forgot your question because I really wanted to touch base on that, but you was asking me- No, 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 it's okay. <laughs> uh, no, no, actually, if I can go in on that a little more, actually. Okay, let's it, do it. That, that, what she said is, is, per- is absolutely true. And, Every, each and every last one of us, we we have routines. We have what, these things that we feel like if I do it this way, it helps me. Feel, it helps. It helps you internally. It makes you feel good. It makes you have that right. sense of the purpose and all of that. But the unlearning right. part, right? There are some things that we know that may not serve us anymore. There are some things that we have become accustomed to that we want to grow from. Right. And one thing that your conscious mind could could do is it could tell you that growth is not necessary at this time Mm -hmm. maybe you shouldn't do that right now because Mm -hmm. and that's with with anxiety and the fear so it's now you you get into a situation where you're battling your conscious mind that wants to grow and your conscious mind that wants to keep things the way they are right so my question to you was was once you started to consciously see the things that you were doing unconsciously what were the things that you did in your mental to like start making those changes yeah um so i do speak to a therapist um i use talk space which is more of like um you're not in your therapist's office it's more audio or text or video um calls to your therapist 
And um, something before even COVID-19 even happened, I was, me and her were talking months and months and months before all this. Um, yeah. One thing she definitely, me and her really would, talked about. Not to cut you off, if everybody on the call, if you could please just uh, mute, mute yourself, uh, that would be, okay, I'm sorry, continue. So one thing she told me is that you have to stand still just for a moment, stop doing and start being. And mm. I'm like, sis, what are you talking about? That hit me about? just now. That <laughs> like, hit me. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? How do you, how do you just, how do you stay still and how do you stop doing and just being? She said, just accept everything for what it is and then take an account to what your unconscious is telling you. And then unlearn some of this, the, the bad talk your unconscious, your unconscious mind is telling you. Because sometimes it can tell you, um, you, don't talk, you don't talk really nice to yourself when your unconscious mind is talking to you, right? You're not, yeah. you're, not the, you're not the friendliest to yourself. You say, oh, I wish I can do this. I wish my body looked like this. I wish I actually- It's more like commands this. and orders and yeah, things that but, must be done. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, oh, um, but even not commands and orders, but just like, you know, sometimes your unconscious mind tells you, oh, you're not pretty enough. Your body doesn't look like this. Um, you're not outgoing. You're too. You're too secretive, or you're too outgoing. Yes. Um, so that you have to when you're standing still, and you're you're being and not just doing. You start taking account to what your unconscious mind is saying, and then she said, "Write it down. Write it down, and then tell yourself that's not true. That's not true." that's not true right yeah. i am pretty enough i am worthy enough i am i am better than this um you know um this will get done eventually it will happen you know so yeah. those are the things that i do when i feel like you know when i want to consciously move things from my unconscious mind to my conscious mind i say let me write things down that my unconscious mind is telling me right now and are these true and nine out of ten times it's not true exactly it's not true so um again being still doing i'm mean, stop doing and just be so yeah. doing and, and being still is uh something even for me that it, it's a it's a hard it was it's a hard thing to learn to be consistent at yeah because uh, especially because of the world we live in and the things that we we, we do in the world but mm -hmm. like right now what your therapist said that's something that i had to learn in this time specifically in yeah. quarantine in the beginning of quarantine i was my mind was here my mind was there and everything and i had to it's something my pastor has told me before like i heard a sermon once where it was like um he said we're humans we're we're learned to we learn to do two things fight or flee mm, mm. But okay, I'm just gonna talk about that in a minute, but go ahead. <laughs> but he told one one thing he told me was there's one thing that there's a third aspect to that that, that humans do not get to they don't look into, and that's being still. Mm -hmm. Because there not every situation do you need to fight, not every situation needs you to flee. Sometimes yes. that being still yes. will allow, like you said, you to hear the unconscious because when you're still, I'm not gonna lie to anybody here, the thoughts reign in the, the, the doubt the fear all of those things they reign in but the point of being still is to be able to hear those things mm -hmm. if you once you hear those things and understand it then you can challenge it with your conscious mind right so when, when he told me that i was like 
okay, I need I need to be I need to be still right now. That sermon is for right now because yeah. I was looking for ways to keep like keep fighting. I was looking at things like, oh, can I do it? I cannot. And this wasn't the time for that. This yeah. was the time to consciously understand what is going on and make decisions right. moving forward from that. So what your pastor is talking about is what my, um, what uh, the person I listen to who meditates, um, what she talks about is that's your primitive being. Um, fight, 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 or um, flee, or fight or flee, right? Because yeah. animals do that. They don't have, they don't have like the be still aspect. We do as humans, we do, we have that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's our primitive mind being, okay, we're going to fight this or we're going to run away from it. Um, so your pastor is definitely spot on. I definitely agree with him on that. Um, which also is really funny how like your 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 pastor and like if you're into like religion and stuff, and I I don't have a religion, but you see how these things kind of like intertwine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, they, they like, go intertwine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that I definitely agree that being like that was like the best thing someone could ever tell me was just like be still. Yeah, being still is, it's hard. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and, and tell anybody that, hey, once you do that, you just keep, you, you start running and everything will be perfect. But no. it's part of being still is now you are being accountable to everything. Yeah. You're being accountable yeah. to your mind. You're being accountable to the actions. You're being accountable to your feelings. It's like your emotional health. Your mental health needs to be involved. And part of being still is your physical health needs to be involved. Yeah. And once you're able to, to access those in a positive way yeah. or in a way where that you're able to make sound decisions from that, mm -hmm. then you'll be able to understand that being still is the greatest gift you can give your mental health. You definitely can. Definitely. Oh, by far. By far. And, you know, it's so funny because since this quarantine has happened, you know, Spicy Poe Wednesday has been going live every Wednesday since the quarantine. So people yeah. had to ask me, was like, are you, are you, are you okay? You know, you don't have to create at this moment. I was like, no, I know I don't have to create at this moment. Um, I, I know right now this is the best time for me to take, take care of this opportunity to elevate the platform and make it into the next level. Yeah. Um, I have my days right after I do spicy po Wednesday, I am drained and I take that into accountability and I yeah. say, I'm going to rest for the rest of the week. And we're going to do this. I only do spicy po Wednesday one day out of the week. I yeah. promoting it is kind of like, okay, that's an, un, another unconscious movement. But like, I, um, I know when to take my rest. I know when it's like, this is too much. I'm being drained because trying talking to people and listening to their sexual stories, it becomes very draining. And it's an and, energy. I mean, all it's the laughter energy. too. All the laughter could hurt your cheeks. Yo, I, be, <laughs> I, the laugh. Oh my God, it'd be so funny. But even it's just so like funny, people coming after, um, after the spicy polls and like trying to talk to them. And it's like, okay, 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 guys. Like, I back away. Like, so literally the day after Spicy Pole Wednesday, I really do not try not to be on social media or I try not to answer, um, people's dms and stuff like that because i just yeah. had that mental break um before if this was you know before covid19 i probably would have been like oh yeah i have to respond to everybody because this is what's going to make it no mm -mm. so and that and actually what you just said leads me to, to the next question i have for you because what you're doing there is you're being conscious of exactly what you're doing you're not just yeah. like you said 
oh, let me go respond to everybody. Okay, I need a break. And it's yeah. like, when you start to speak to yourself in a conscious way, definitely changes your actions, obviously. So one thing I wanted you to, focus, to, um, to talk about is in your mental space, how have you been more conscious in regards to relationships? How have you been more conscious in regards to your family, to friendships? Yeah. Apart from just self, how have you been more conscious in this world? How much time we have left? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, we got time. We got time. <laughs> All right. So um, let me start with relationships. So before COVID-19, um, I was in a relationship, but it was a, a lot of off and on. Yeah. It was a lot of off and on. Um, and then I would say maybe three weeks before we all started practicing social distancing, maybe even longer than that, maybe I want to say a month before we started practicing social distancing, um, I made a decision that I no longer wanted to go back and forth with this person anymore, that it was, yeah. this was too much. Um, and so then I started talking to my therapist very heavily because I'm like, I don't want what happened in my, in that relationship to spill over into somebody that I'm really interested in the future. Because sometimes that happens, you can bring that extra luggage that, um, you can bring that extra luggage over uh, to that space, to a person who doesn't even need it, doesn't, yes. even, doesn't even warrant that, those feelings. Exactly. Um, so we actively started talking about boundaries because I don't believe I had them in my last relationship. And yeah. we started talking about non-negotiables. What is something boundaries that you absolutely are not, huh? No, I just repeated it. Boundaries and non-negotiables. What are your non-negotiables in your relationship? What are you never, ever, ever going to tolerate? And then what are your boundaries? Because there's, it's, it's kind of like two different levels. Because your boundaries, the goalposts can be moved, but your non-negotiables, no. Cannot. Cannot be moved. Um, so she made me write them down. And then she said it, do it in a way where it says, Courtney will not tolerate this. Courtney will has a boundary set on this. And now that it's actively in my mind, and I'm, I've been dating during the quarantine, of course, I haven't been face to face, but <laughs> it's been through like, you know, FaceTime and stuff like that, or like through whatever. Social um, dating. Yeah. So it's um, being upfront about, hey, this is what, this is what you're going to get when you get with me. You have to accept that I, I am doing therapy and it's going to be a continued practice, even if, if we do get in, a, if I do get in a relationship with you. Um, yeah. These are my boundaries. This is what I'm not going to tolerate. So that, um, I think that has definitely, um, being in this has definitely helped me be more conscious about what are my boundaries and what are my non-negotiables and how to move that, yeah. how to move through that and how to tell people that in a way that it's not like super like, this is an interview. Here's my thing, you know, but just how to incorporate it in a way in a conversation and making sure that the person understands that. Um, my family, I always appreciate my family. I my family's a we're close knit. We're a close knit guys. We always have family functions, and yeah. I think I appreciate them a lot more now that I can't see them as much. Like I talk to oh, my definitely. mom. Definitely. I talk to my mom every day, um, but we've always do that. But sometimes we like to see each other. And um, we're actually breaking quarantine. She's actually coming to my place. My parents are coming to my place so I can cook them Mother's Day. I can cook Mother's Day dinner. But um, I just appreciating your family more and just understanding that like people are, people, family members are dying from this. It's not like 
we're not too far removed from yeah. what's going on out there. It could have been any of my aunts. It could have been any of my uncles. It could have been, you know, and I see some of my friends and their, their family members passing away from it. And it's like, you got to love a little harder. You got to hug a little tighter. You have to um, just appreciate your family a little more. And it sucks that you only think about that when we're in a crisis mm-hmm. not outside of those things. So I feel like now consciously, I want to make more of an effort to pick up the phone a little more for more of my family members and asking, hey, how are you doing? You know, it's a little bit, yeah. a little bit more conscious with that um, because I don't want it to be something happens, God forbid, and then I can't tell them what I really wanted to tell them. Yeah. Um, friendships. Uh, I've learned now that Oh, I've been learning, but I'm now enforcing it on my friends that you're not entitled to my time. Sorry. Say it again. Say it again. again. You are not entitled to my time. (laughs) You are not. You are not entitled to my time. So if I don't check on you, it's not love lost. It's because I'm going through my own things. You're going through your own things. And this pandemic is new for all of us. We've never been through anything like this before. So Exactly. You know, don't feel like, oh, you don't check on me when it's like, yeah, but we're all going through this, right? And I expect how I maneuver in my friendships is that I can't, if I don't talk to you for one or two or three weeks, when I do hit you up, I would want to be like, oh, it's no lost love. Like, we're going to pick up right where we left off. Yeah. You know? Because we're all, life, life happens and life is moving. Like, I have a best friend who lives in Atlanta. She has two kids. And she hasn't hit me up during the pandemic, and that's okay. She has two kids. <laughs> you, have to, you have to understand that everyone is going through their own thing. Right. I yeah. don't care. Like, I don't care if I'm the only one, I'm only hitting her up. She has two little beautiful boys running around. I know she doesn't have time to be like, oh, I wonder what Courtney's doing. Like, it's okay. But I know when I, if I pick up the phone, I call her and I say, yo, girl, I have to talk to you about something, it's like nothing ever. Like, we picked up from where we left off. So I think the biggest thing for my, my friendships is that I'm really trying to tell them that, listen, you are not entitled to my time. I do have boundaries. Some of y'all just gotta relax. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that, that actually, what you were saying that in regards to boundaries, I understand how to set those boundaries. One thing I kept on, that came into my mind is that when we, Sometimes, you, you know when you said the, uh, with your non-tolerables and the boundaries can move yeah. this way, sometimes your conscious mind moves those boundaries when they don't need to be moved. That's it, very it, true. It, it brings things into your mind. It's like, oh, maybe, you sh- uh, maybe, you know, you're never like this. And part of the, the thing we have to tell our unconscious mind is the, moments w- is the moments when we are ready to evolve, when we are ready to make a change, when we're ready to grow. So right. sometimes I, I definitely understand that. Like the, I, I'm one of those people that when you consciously set a boundary, mm-hmm. when you said the goal, the, for me, when the, the goalpost does not move for me, mm-hmm. but only because I, I learned that before setting boundaries, you have to, you actually have to put those boundaries in your non-negotiables. Yeah. You have to understand that like, I, this is where I'm going to go and this is how I'm going to be okay with it because I, I think moving the moving it each time messes up your your conscious mind because then it's like 
you may lose trust in the things that you say in those moments. And one of the questions I wanted to ask you is, and you you talked, you said it earlier, writing those things down and then looking at them consciously to understand. How did you learn to to trust to to trust your conscious thoughts? And how did you learn and what did you learn from trusting your conscious thoughts about your unconscious mind? Um, and I said this a little bit earlier too, um, your unconscious mind can tell you lies. Yeah. But your conscious mind is very aware of what's going on, what's really going on. Um, and sometimes you have to take that leap of faith that your conscious mind is amazing and it kind of stems back from like confidence as well you know yeah again taking a leap of faith is uh also comes from confidence um and you know i never had that confidence growing up um i was very shy very timid like i didn't make a lot of friends i was just eh, you know whatever yeah um and something changed once i hit i want to say college um and just to gain that confidence and to gain that you are making the right decisions. And um, that I think when you have confidence and you, and you have, you trust, when you trust yourself, you can trust things that the things that you're doing, when you lack yeah. trust in yourself, you start doing, you start moving in ways that, you know, Oh, maybe I shouldn't do it. Maybe I should do it. You become very timid. Yeah. Very, very timid. And as you can tell, um, you know, how I am on social media is exactly how I am in real life. Yeah. There's no facade. There's no screen. <laughs> <laughs> so, Which is important because your social media should just be an extension of you. Right. It shouldn't um, be a performance. Yeah. It's how I am on social media is exactly how I am in person. Um, so I feel like me t me trusting my conscious mind, just tie it back in altogether. Um, not to go off of course, but um me trusting my conscious self and being like this and also experiences too, because I know that I never went experienced those things again. So those things I did in my last relationship, I know that I, I don't want to experience that again. So my yeah. client already took note of what I don't want to go through again. And now it is applying it to my non-negotiables. Like, nope, don't want to do that again. That's discipline. That's, yeah. that's discipline. Don't want to do that again. Don't want to do that again. That's not good for my mental. Like, I don't like that, you know, yeah. this is this. So um, I think it's from experiences, having confidence, and um, that's how I was able to just trust my conscious mind when writing down these non-negotiables and, and boundaries and stuff like that. So, so in general, in general, one thing I like to do, um, I, I actually started doing it this year, mm -hmm. because uh, for me, mental health, as I, as I said in the beginning, it's one of the most important things to me. Mm -hmm. And I used to always, I used to just have, you know, things I wanted to do with my mentor or mm -hmm. places I wanted to go or places I wanted to go that may scare me, but I had to go anyway. Mm -hmm. So are there things that, I guess there were two questions. I had a question in my mind first, but one thing I just wanted to ask you is when you dived into your unconscious mind, what were the scary things you discovered? Ooh, am I good enough? Am I worthy mm -hmm. enough? um how what what if i what if i fail one of my favorite quotes is one of my favorite quotes of all time is but what if i fail oh baby what if you fly right mm. so the what if syndrome oh oh 
I, oh. I read about that like two days ago, the what if syndrome. It's terrible. Sometimes you just gotta just do it. Mm -hmm. um, another scary thing I would say is, um, am I doing too much? Sometimes you feel like you're doing a lot, you know? Am I, am I saying too much to that person? Am I being too mean to that person? Am I being, you know, because when you start putting your boundaries up and you start saying you're non-negotiable, you start, you know, that your conscious mind is saying, well, that's kind of mean, but that's not. Mm -hmm. And my conscious mind is like, no, sis, because if you don't do that, you're going to get your feelings hurt again, you know? So, exactly. so I, the, what if, the what if syndrome, like you just said, is real in the unconscious mind. It's scary. Super scary. Yeah. And then also and diving into no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say diving into the what if syndrome. Mm -hmm. When I read when I read about it the other um, I read about it like two days ago. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna lie, everybody on here. When I was reading them, I was like, this is the beginning of my whole twenties. Mm -hmm. This is literally the beginning of my whole twenties. The what if what if this doesn't work? What if this? What if that? Mm -hmm. And it's like. There were, and one thing I had to tell myself to be real with myself is, yeah, there were moments you were able to overcome, but there were moments you dived into it and you didn't, and those weren't the best decisions to make. Mm -hmm. So when I was reading that, I was like, this is, this is a goal. Like, I want to now be able to look at all my what ifs, mm -hmm. as small as they are, to then consciously think about, is, is this reality or is this just something I'm, I'm doing because of fear or because of a doubt or... Kick it or in. because of commitment to the thing that I want to do. Right. So I, I feel like you wanted to speak on that. I was going to ask you. No, no, you were sitting <laughs> there. I'm just, I'm, I'm sitting here, but I am your cheerleader right here. I'm like, yes, this is exactly what it is. <laughs> and part of when I started thinking about that is the most effective way for me to do that is mm -hmm. to develop conscious goals, mental, my mental health, and develop conscious goals that will help me in these moments because i say it all the time and think and when i post or anything techniques when i heard the word technique and mental health mm -hmm. because when we let's talk about basketball i don't know if you watch sports okay oh any sport any sport okay. if you're a great no, no, athlete, no, no, let's do basketball i think i think i got to do basketball if you're a basketball player the the, the greats have good technique yeah they have, they're able to like be it like everybody that's a basketball head will understand it's like being in the post you need a technique so you can yeah. be able to dribble and, and make your moves when you're in a foul line when you want to get somebody off of you you right. need a technique right. so when we talk about technique and we put it into our mental health we all need techniques mm -hmm. so we can then move past that defender right. which is either the fear the doubt or whatever so i one thing i told myself is i have i have to now develop techniques for my what ifs yeah and and those techniques are the goals that i'm gonna set for myself to to see that i am battling battling this head on and i'm challenging myself so one one question i wanted to ask you is what are your what what would you say uh, what are goals that you would make for your what if syndrome consciously <laughs> my dog start up she started up again um maya Relax. Sorry, guys. We we got to show. We have to show the dog love too. Hi, Maya. How are you? <laughs> She's okay. Sorry. So the question was, what are my goals? What are your mental health goals? And oh, 
in regards to being to staying conscious and not diving into the what ifs and not diving into the negativity in your sub in your unconscious. When you stop giving a fuck, and I see <laughs> you stop giving a fuck about other people, not other people like their, but just what other people think. That freedom is amazing. I've only experienced it a handful of times where it was just like, I don't give a fuck. Still learning. And just going in and doing it. And it's been like, that's liberating as hell. So one of my goals, one of my goals is just like moving in a space where it's just like, you know, not saying like, oh, excluding all like the toxic things. Like I'm not talking about toxic, but just all the good things that you do in your life, not caring what other people think. Because I'm doing this for me. I took a conscious decision and said, this is good for me. I wrote it down. This is good for me. So um, one, of my, one of those goals is just like really not like living off of just what I, what I know, what I'm confident in, and not really caring what other people are thinking. Yeah. Um, and then another thing, and I told you one of my techniques for when I'm spiraling down that what if, you take a, you take notes of your your um, unconscious mind. You say, you write down what your unconscious mind is saying. You're saying, is this true? Yes or no? Probably. Yeah. So, Probably um, so I think that's one of those techniques that I've developed, and those are the techniques that I a technique that I use, and that really just jumps me out of the what if, like wormhole. Yeah. Um, and then also, I want one of my goals is just really just to move and. And like, who gives a fuck? I don't care. What <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do this regardless. <laughs> Again, no, not things that are gonna be, you know, detrimental to your health or like, you know, things like that. that pure, others, pure good no, intentions. These things are for your mental, and yeah. everyone's mental is different in the things that they need at a given time. So, right. no, continue. I definitely understand that. Um, no, I was done. That that's that's oh, pretty much it. No, those techniques. That technique is important. I think the writing it down. One, if I was to tell everybody that's on here, definitely write. It's not. It's not weird. Trust me. It's yeah. like write it down. There is a relief mm-hmm. that comes from being able to see to just write, write, or if you're typing it or writing it, mm-hmm. and then read it and see what. Because I used to, I used to do this. I I journal, mm-hmm. and I sometimes I will, I will journal. I write something whatever I'm feeling in that moment. And I'll go read what I wrote like two weeks ago. Yes, that's really important to go back and look. And then I come back and then I'll go back to what I just wrote. And sometimes that's for me to challenge myself. That's a technique I use to challenge myself to art is the growth that you're saying you want happening. Right. And if it's not, I was being real with myself. You, yeah, I was just going to ask you, do you see growth when you go, when you look back and then you, two weeks later, and then you see what you write today, do you usually see that growth? And for me, I'm, I'm like, I am my biggest, I compete with myself, I, I would say. Like, I'm always competing with, with myself, which is could be a detriment sometimes, which sometimes I won't enjoy the moment. Or mm-hmm. it can also help me to overcome things. So when I do go back and read those things, there are moments, no lie, where it's like, where was the growth? There is no growth. Mm-hmm. You wrote this two weeks ago. You're here now. And you haven't put in that work to be able to write something different. And, well, no, go ahead. I was not to cut you off, but I want to say to you is that it's okay if you don't see growth. Sometimes it's okay you don't see it because um, 
you know, not every time we write something down and then look at it back at it a couple of weeks later, you're not going to see the growth because sometimes things take time. This is a marathon, not a sprint. Okay, life is, is a like, marathon. You got to keep your. That stamina is like one of my favorite things. To, you to, have to, to keep that. your stamina up. You can't rush into anything and everything. Sometimes the your, your growth is going to happen very gradually in some aspects of your life, and that is okay. And it's okay to accept that. Yeah, gradual yeah. and and a part part of that is, I I think for somebody to be able to take that in and be like, okay, I understand, I can live by that, is understanding that like we also live in a world that they want you to just be that thing right then and there, right then. Oh, and there. gratification that instant gratification at Popcorn every moment. Culture. And yeah. we all love instant gratification, but there's a point in, in, in your mental health where you have to understand what types of instant gratification might be detrimental to your growth. Because some instant gratifications, although they feel great in that moment, it's not, it's not helping you evolve. It's not helping you do anything. And I've, I've had some instant gratifications in my life where it was, I had to then look at it like, why am I still doing this? Like, right. just because of this little moment. Right. And that is when your unconscious mind <laughs> comes in and it's like, bro, why are, you, why, are you, why are you saying you shouldn't be doing this? You've been doing this. And then it's like, no, I want to grow. And it's that conversation. Yeah. And yeah. one thing I wanted to ask you is when your conscious and your unconscious mind speaks to each other, what's the tone? <laughs> What? Um, I'm trying to get the best analogy. Um, you, know, <laughs> you know the 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 devil and the angel on your shoulder. Oh Lord, yes. That's how that conversation goes, all the time. The really? devil being my unconscious and the conscious mind being the angel. And for me, again, like I say, your unconscious mind can be so unkind to you. You can be so unkind in those thoughts. Um, like I mentioned before you know, am I pretty enough? Am I, you know, just why does my body don't look like this? You know, why my face don't look like this? How come I don't have this many followers? How come this person who's the same age is so much more successful than me? Um, you know, and then your conscious mind is like, girl, it's again, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Not a sprint. So it may not happen for you now, but it may happen for you later. Yeah, exactly. And that's okay. So, Again, like I said, my unconscious mind is very nasty, but my conscious mind is just like, that's not real. You know, that's not real. Um, I think and it's like up for me to just decipher and go through and pull, you know, what's, what are truths and what are false. Exactly, exactly. And I, I learned a while ago that the tone matters. Oh, yeah. Because we all go, we all go through things. Like, it's not the cliche, and if anybody, I, will, I don't think anybody has a right to say, oh, what you're going through is this and that, and then put it on a scale. Right. That, first of all, once you try to do that to me, I'm done listening. Yeah. I'm done. Because oh, it's like, everybody maybe, else has it much more worse than you. I and I understand. No, no. That, go through this. <laughs> that, that is, I use that as a means of to practice gratitude, to mm -hmm. practice appreciation for the things God has given me in my life. Because right. it's true. What they're right. saying is not bold. It's true. There are it's, some. It's how they're applying the. It's how they're applying it because that sentence to me is to make sure that you always show gratitude. 
right. is to make sure that you're always appreciative of this position you're in because there's somebody that may not be that may be wishing for your position yeah. but at the same time tone is one of the most important the tone you have in your mind mm -hmm. literally controls how you react oh. how you how you go about making a final decision right. and it then it took me a while to understand that because it, like i said in my early 20s with the what if syndrome and all of that i was i was very mean to myself in my head and there were moments where it's like oh it's like you know like a time frame like you lose time or whatever mm -hmm. where i would be mean out loud and i'll be like and i'll go back like a couple why did i even do that but it's because of the way I'm talking to myself in my head, and now I'm projecting it yeah. onto, onto others. Listen, projection. Project. Talk about it. <laughs> Ooh, if there's one thing that um, I don't like, and I, I've even actually started talking to myself, is that you cannot start projecting, girl. It is the worst thing you can do to yourself, and it's the worst thing you can do to other people's around other people around you who's just really trying to help you. You know, um, why do other people deserve your bad tone in your head? Why are you why are you why are you giving those that tone to other people when you know for a fact that what your what your tone is telling you is not true? It's mean, and they have nothing to do with it nothing you know i always tell people i always use this analogy when i talk about things like that and projection is that it's kind of like the bully thing you know why does the bully bully in schools because the bully is being bullied at home so think of your mind your unconscious mind being the bully at home right and yeah. your projection of you being the bully in school yeah so it's like it's like um probably was going with this so it's like you know you can't really do that. You have to be very conscious of why that's happening. Why, my boy Lavar, he just said something that um, it's totally true. If you read, um, read the comms, they're coming up sometime. And he said those voices weren't always in your head. No. But it's through experience. And yeah. a lot of, and that's, that's why our conscious mind is very important for us to pay attention to. Yeah. Get a good tone with, and then try to discern with our conscious because a lot of it is through experience. It's yeah. through it's through the psych, and that's one thing I really wanted to talk. I really actually I really wanted to bring up with what Lavar said. It's the cycle. Mm -hmm. It's the cycle of what you pick up in your experience, and then you loop it in your head to then construct thoughts that then become actions. And it's like sometimes with your unconscious mind, the best way to get a better tone is to deal with those negative experiences oh, and to not is to not just say oh i experienced that i'm conscious now and i'm going to keep moving forward i'm sorry those things mm -hmm. will trickle down those things will allow those things will make you project but this is why and i'm glad you brought this up because this is why i don't like the word trigger this new word that we all have in our mm. in our in our vocabulary oh i'm yeah. triggered this is a trigger triggers all a trigger is is unresolved issues and insecurities that you have not dealt with. Ooh. And now you're making other people walk on eggshells for your triggers that you haven't dealt with. You got you gotta be out of your goddamn mind if you think I'm gonna be tiptoeing around you and your triggers. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be out of your goddamn mind. Cause I ain't doing you think it. I'm gonna be tiptoeing around. That just made me <laughs> <laughs> you better I swear to God, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I tell my friends that, like, oh, I'm triggered. 
that's something you got to deal with. You know, like I'm, those are traumas that you really have to push through those feelings. Like, yeah, you experienced it, but like you just said, you got to go through the emotions. You got to really understand what you've gone through and then how to move forward from that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you said the key word trauma. A lot of us, we know that word. It's, it's a, it's a word we, and for me, sometimes it's thrown around too much because it's, it becomes desensitized. But right. in reality, we all have traumas. We all have traumas that we need to deal with. And those traumas sip into your unconscious mind to create cycles for you. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I'm not about to, but I understand as well, going back to your point. Yeah, I'm not about to walk like on eggshells because of your triggers. Mm-hmm. But I, I take it upon myself to make people understand that like, Lavar said, you weren't born with that. Yeah. That wasn't in your head at all at all times. So why not go back to when this developed? And right. for me, I'm a big advocate and I love that you go to therapy. Yeah. I'm a big advocate of therapy yeah. because that's one place that I that I know for sure cognitive cognitive therapy, all of those things can yeah. help you in discerning those triggers yeah. that we like to say, which is really trauma. And then being able to move forward with them or learning techniques to move yes. forward with them. Yes, Te- yes, because sometimes those traumas don't really get resolved. But again, the techniques on how to deal with it when you do feel like a trigger has come up, like, oh, let me let me use this to, to help battle that. Um, um, someone in the chat, Damo said that it's important to examine the relationships with your childhood givers as well because those are tr- that's where triggers are formed too. And that's very, very true because the first relationship that you do um, you do develop as a human being is with your parents. And sometimes the things that they do <laughs> has a negative yeah. effect on you. And talk about that. Can you talk about that a little more um, in regards to that? Because I think that's also something very important that a lot of us don't do. Yeah. It's like you've seen it in like when people be like, you have to understand your parents were pe- are just people too. They like are. they're your parents. Yeah, Obviously. they don't have the answer to everything. Yeah, and can you talk about understanding that at with your mental and as you become an adult? Yeah. And un- understanding that dynamic of looking at it. Right. Um there's and, things. and have you have you looked at that dynamic for yourself? I'm sorry. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, first thing that pops into my mind is my relationship with my father right? Um, my parents have been together for 20 years, but I don't have a close relationship with my father. Um, and that's because, you know, my father, uh, growing up, there's a lot of things that were going on. He wasn't present around for, um, so I've always had like that abandonment issue, not knowing when to let go, you know, or, or like, oh no, not, yes, not knowing when to let go when something doesn't serve me anymore. And I see that, I saw that transpired in my relationships when it was like, I didn't want the person to leave me, so I'm trying to hold on to this relationship with the with my my hand being strained and everything. And it's like I had to look at that and say, I know where this stems from. This stems from where my where I felt my father was never around, and I always wanted him to be yeah. around. So, yeah. how do I now move forward, or how, what are the techniques I can use to say this better? This doesn't serve me anymore. It's okay to let go of this relationship. It's okay to let go of this friendship. Um, and me and my therapist, we worked through that. Yeah. I, that's something that I definitely brought up to her. I was like, I think I have abandonment issues with my father or because of my father. Um, my mother, she's, you know, 
me and her are close. Like, I swear, I always tell my mom, like, if she was my age, we would be the best of friends. Like, yeah. like girl, you want to go to the bar for happy hour? Like, <laughs> like, she's definitely, like, she's, like, she's a mom, but she's also, like, a really good person to talk to. And mm-hmm. um, sometimes me and her had, like, little things where it was, like, you know, I felt like, uh, you know, for things that happened in the past, not to get too deep into it, but I felt like mm, maybe I did grow up a little bit too fast. You know, I wasn't able to enjoy my childhood as much as I wanted to. Um, and that's okay. Um, now, because I know that she's just human too. And she's just being brought up by how her parents brought her up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but now it's up to me to break the cycle. And now that, I was I, hoping... I was hoping you said that word cycle. And now it's time for me to break the cycle. And I know for what my children, what mistakes that my parents did. And again, like we said, they're human. They're not going to have it all together. As much as we put our parents on the pedestal, they're human. They make mistakes just like, um, just like us. Um, so it's time for me to break that cycle with my children when I have them. I had a... So go back to cycle. And by the way, LeVar, you have me weak right now. <laughs> <laughs> but just to go back to the word cycle, I I actually dealt with cycles. Well, I actually saw my cycles last year. I'm so sorry. I just have to get water. No problem. Okay, I'm back. When you said um, cycle cycles, I actually dealt with my cycles last year. I'm, I mean, still dealing with them now, but finally putting them into my conscious mind and understanding that there are some things that may have happened when I was younger that I may still have feelings about. Mm. And now I am just putting it into my adulthood or trying to fix it now Yeah, in my adulthood, which when it has nothing to do with what's going on right now, but I'm still focused on that. So it's right. like what, what a cycle would do is have you in the past remove yeah the remove a representation of yourself in the present which you need to get to your future so sometimes i i always and this used to happen to me you think i'm weird the reason why i started looking at this i used to listen to this gospel station every morning right and it was like god was talking to me like every day this song called cycles Mm -hmm. i'll put it on shuffle bro Every day, cycles <laughs> will be the second or first song that plays. Your alarm clock had, had the song too. <laughs> so I was like, I have to start looking at. Oh, I have to look at this my my the negative cycles that I've placed my mind into, and look at, and honestly look, yo, how are you feeling about these things? And also, accountability goes a long way when you're dealing with your cycles because part of it is you're gonna learn things that are uneasy uneasy about yourself uneasy mm-hmm. about somebody you may have loved in that time and you're going to have to be accountable to those moments to make especially the right decision people in the process especially when you hurt people in the process and yeah. part of being accountable is understanding and i don't think it's a cliche hurt people hurt people it, 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 it just happens even if you don't want to even like but if you haven't dealt with that hurt in your heart, it's going to be hard for you if you're no longer in those situations to now look at yourself accountable and be like, oh, wow, I, I hurt somebody while I was hurt. 
let me tell you, this is exactly why I broke the cycle with me and my uh, ex-boyfriend going on and off a lot of times because he would not break the cycle of hurt people hurt people. And you yeah. have dealt with what you what you're hurting in your heart, what's hurting in your heart and what's hurting in your mind. You haven't dealt with that. So now it gets projected onto me. Exactly. And at some point, you got to be accountable for that. And, ooh, child. Mm. Be accountable and be mature about it. Mm. I think mm. one thing that's very important for all of us in our mental health is the accountability factor. Yeah. And yeah. then part of what you're trying to accomplish, I hope for all of us, is maturity in our mental health. The maturity yeah. to yeah. be able to sustain, manage everything that may come to us or come at us. Yeah. And sometimes accountability cuts that off for you because it's like, I don't want to say I hurt that person. Yeah. I don't want to say that I was wrong in that moment. But until you understand where you went wrong, you can't I, be right. You can just continue doing the same thing. And, and just my last point with that is that when you are, um, you got to forgive yourself. Oh, about we're going to talk about people. It. You got to forgive yourself when, you're, when you hurt people because it makes it easier for you to apologize right yeah. like you doesn't make you a bad person if you hurt people if you hurt someone right it really doesn't and that's why again that's our subconscious mind saying oh we're a bad person we hurt this person so many times we're terrible like no you got to forgive yourself for doing what you did and it's exactly. easy to apologize to that person you exactly. get what i'm saying so it's like yeah. i always say that you know um when someone's coming to me and apologizing to me i'm like know that you're not a bad person. Um, I always tell that to them. I'm like, know that you're not a bad person, which you did hurt me, but you're not a bad person. I just, yeah. hope, that you, I just hope you can grow from that. And so can you talk about that a little more? Because it seems that you have that understanding of it. And a lot of us, we, we struggle with that understanding because our unconscious mind will tell us, oh, so you're, you never wanted to be that person. You were that person. Now you're that. So it's like talking about, talk about forgiveness. Like, the importance that of what your unconscious mind would do to make you tell yourself, oh, this, that was an unforgivable offense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when we hurt someone, right, and we know that we consciously know we hurt them, um, our unconscious mind says, we're a bad person. We don't deserve this person's grace. We don't deserve this person's forgiveness. And then that's when your conscious mind has to step in and say, I am human and I am worthy of the forgiveness, but let me forgive myself first for doing that. And it's say that I am, it's okay. Not it's okay that you did what you did, but it's okay that, um, it's okay that you, how can I put it? Not, it's not that you're okay of not, of hurting that person. That wasn't okay. It, it's okay that you made a mistake. Yeah. What can you do better? Or what can you do to make it better to that person? And if apologizing is what that is, then, then do it, right? Yeah. And then yeah. once that apology, once you send that apology to someone, you have to be okay with saying, I did that, that was wrong, it's okay. I know for the next time I'm not gonna do that to somebody else because I see that it hurts people. Yeah, and I've, I've found that forgiving yourself is really, forgiving yourself is really, you know that, that sh weight off your shoulders? Oh, yes. It's it's uh it's 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 difficult, but 
it's probably one of the best things you can do for your mental. Yeah. In the aspect of like, because I don't, I don't recommend just, hey, I did it, move on, I'm never going to do it again. No, I, mm-hmm. I, I am in the type of forgiveness of, I need to forgive myself because I understand what was going on. Mm-hmm. I understand how I was feeling. And I also understand how I could have done things different. differently. And by understanding how I could have done things differently, my ego, my pride is eliminated. Ooh, do you want to talk it about the ego? Because <laughs> once you understand where the wrong was or where the difference could have been made, mm-hmm. a lot of us still put our ego and pride in front of it. And then we never get the result of the thought we just had. Because it's like, I'm not about to hit that person up though and tell them this. I'm not about to tell, I'm not about to really tell myself I did that. But bro, part of growing is being able to be like, yo, this is going to hurt my ego, but I got to do it because it's the right thing to do. Let's talk about ego for just two seconds. Of course. Because this is my biggest problem with, um, with, with how the people move and things like that. Two things that the ego you having your ego in the, I call it having the ego in the driver's seat. When you have your ego in the driver's seat, you are bound to crash because your ego does not allow you to remove yourself from certain situations and telling yourself it's okay to be vulnerable. Your ego, yeah. your ego is just a very big insecure thing that you're putting. Like a highway that doesn't end. You right. can never exit. So when you, when your ego is in the driver's seat of a lot of things, you hurt a lot of people along the way. And because we're, we're so, we're, we, we don't want to be vulnerable. We're scared to be vulnerable. And um, I feel like our egos are in our relationships, right? Even when you're in the dating stage, I feel like a lot of people, egos are in front or in the driver's seat. And they just don't say what they feel. And I know how I date is I say how I feel up front. I'm not going to say, oh, my ego will never allow me to do that. No, it's like, sometimes you got to let go and just tell the person how you feel. And yeah. you don't know what may happen. Yeah. That person, they, their shield makes, and then, then on top of that, a lot of mind games come with that too. Oh yeah, I'm not going to hit that person up because they didn't hit me up first. If you're thinking about that person, text that boy. Text that woman, like, just text them. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to text them first because they didn't text me. No, if I'm thinking about you and you're on my heart heavy, I'm going to yeah. reach out to you, period. No. So let me direct that question straight to your mental then in regards to, di- to your ego mm-hmm. and your pride. Because one of the most important things that you said is that a lot of us can't get over it because of the vulnerability aspect that's required of it. So that's required of it. So when you when you've looked at your mental health and also like from in the past or even now with everything that's going on, how did you get to get over that hump? Like how did you get to that vulnerable space and yeah. be able to tell your unconscious mind that this is what we need to do? Yeah. Um, this goes back to my meditation. A biggest thing that um, my meditation, what I listen to in my meditation tapes, they say let go of the ego Mm -hmm. and um and they gave they gave us they gave us certain situations on how you know that your ego's in the driver's seat yeah um and then 
each can you share some of that with us really quickly it's an old tape i don't remember the scenarios i am so sorry but i i can go back to it i can type it out and i can i can yeah definitely send it to me i'll share that I'll, i definitely want to share that um but they said that um when she told me that the ego is what's not making you vulnerable and it's not making you um, the person you want to be, I was like, this makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And yeah. then I started, then I started doing it a little bit, you know, sharing my vulnerability with this person. I'm just like, I wonder how this is going to happen if I share this. Yeah. And when I did it, it was probably one of the best things I've ever done because that allowed that person to come to me and be like, you know, I'm so glad you share that with me. Let me tell you something a little bit about me with, when it comes to this and it, it opened up a bigger conversation and um i just felt so good when i when i kind of was just like let me just get out of my anxiety get out of my fear get out of my ego driving the seat and just see what happens when i just yeah like, oh. yeah um and that's how i move accordingly now other people may find that to be upfront um i heard i some men told me that it, they find it to be intimidating but i'm yeah. like that's Me being the, vulnerable is intimidating? That's so weird. <laughs> that's not, that, no, it's intimidating. And for some people, it's intimidating because they can't, they're not, they can't, they can't access that. They want to access that. And I fully believe we all can access our oh, ability. Oh, for sure. Oh, for but sure. Like LaVar said in the past, it's the experiences we yeah. develop to, that builds in our, in our mind and then our egos yeah. that make us not accept that. And it's, once you consciously accept your vulnerabilities, the mm -hmm. actions that come after that, yeah, to me, will be could be life altering. Oh, for sure. Because the behaviors you learn and the and that's a, another thing about it that I want to talk to. Um, that I just want to speak on really quickly. Mm -hmm. You know that on the other side of it, mm -hmm. a lot of us we don't we're we're not when we're running this race. It's like. We just we just want to stay in this comfort zone of like okay I'm here I'm here I'm here I'm here but you have to understand that like the experiences you can get from the other side you shouldn't be scared of it oh yeah for sure because part of the other side is the uncertainty and we don't like uncertainty oh no our, con our unconscious mind hates uncertainty hates uncertainty <laughs> like your I read the one your conscious mind is your biggest protector oh it's your your unconscious mind protects you it learns it sees it takes in and it develops. Mm -hmm. and then it just and then it's this is how i'm gonna protect myself but part of it is like telling your unconscious mind hey i'm gonna go with this and it might be uncertain and then i'm gonna deal with those emotions and that's why i talked about maturity yeah because part of doing that is you you have to have the maturity to be like okay if this lands me in a spot where i'm very uncomfortable even after i've been vulnerable and everything i have to accept it right but but nine times eight times out of ten mm -hmm. it will land you on a spot that you didn't think about oh yeah oh i, I totally agree with that 100 percent. and then you can move forward 100 percent. i believe in that so i, I guess one of the uh, more, i want to say the last question but it's not really the last question because i got like other things that have developed in my mind but <laughs> your <laughs> what have you learned I just, I just, in this time, I want to just yeah. quickly focus on this time okay. in this pandemic, this thing that is so new to all of us that none of us has gone through. What have you learned? The major things that you've learned about your mental health? 
Oh. And it doesn't have to only be in regards to your unconscious and conscious mind. Oh, no. Just in I, general. That I think I'm pretty good. A year ago, I would have thought that I was like the most fucked up person on this planet. I'm so sorry Ooh. for my language. I, I, okay. curse like a, I curse like a sailor. I'm so sorry, guys. Okay. Um, I'm a pretty messed up individual. Like I would have thought a year ago that I don't have anything together. My mental is all over the place. And today, like in this whole pandemic, I was like, wow, this is a lot of growth. I'm actually pretty good. Yeah. I thought I was going to spiral. Once this whole thing was going to happen, I thought I was going to spiral. But I've been... Wow so good and I you know I think I thank God every day that I still I have it I thank God every day that I still have my mental I, I mm -hmm. that I'm not spiraling out of control that I wasn't who I was a year ago who I wasn't year who I who I was five years ago yeah um so I just like the strength of the mind is what I really learned is you know the growth and how strong your mind really is and and once you're comfortable with it the power you can really feel oh. Oh, that's why that's why for, like every everyone that knows me and even people that don't i would say like your body does it like it's the it's how you touch things but your mind is the driver and once you are comfortable with the driver you will start to see things more mm -hmm. much more clearer things won't look as scary mm. the doubts won't be as as yes. heart-wrenching as they yes. feel in those moments so yes. it's like comfort in your mental health is the biggest gift and oh. there are so many things that you will have to overcome to get to that comfort yeah and it's going to be uncomfortable yeah. at times and sometimes it's going to be so revealing that it's going to sort of be like addictive where it's like okay i want to learn more i want right. to know more but right. you just have to be really in like in tune with that and okay with whatever comes once you learn it right i i would just leave off with this is that you know and it, people I heard it in a song and when I heard it, I was like, this doesn't even make sense, but it makes total sense now that I've gone through it. But you literally have to lose your peace of mind just to find a peace of mind. Say it again. You have to lose your mind. You have to lose a piece of your mind to find a peace of mind. And it's going to feel like a down, like a down spiraling out of control but just know that's only temporary and things are just going to go up from there exactly you gotta that before you can find peace exactly and there i i listen to a lot of gospel music and um even like kirk franklin i would say there he has a song i don't i'm i don't know the exact name but one of the lyrics is like i'm gonna have to like basically like kill this part of me to get this part that i want oh mm-hmm and it's like, when I first started listening to gospel music, I didn't understand that bar. And then when I read more into the word and like, and then when I read more into psychology and all those things, yeah, it's, it's yeah, for me to get to the next level, there are things that, that may just be that I think should be, but can't be anymore. Mm. Mm. And part of it, it sounds bad, but it's like, I'm going to have to kill that part. Yep. Because I want this. Right. I, I aspire for this. I, I like, and it's hard to really do that because sometimes, like we said, in regards to trusting ourselves and feeling, you feel like you're you're like going against you. But you're not going against you. You're you're doing it for you. Mm. And stop letting your unconscious mind tell you that what you do to 
to do, to be, to grow to evolve is against yeah. what yeah. you are. Yeah. Nope. And that's the element of when people say, uh, I stay the same and all of that. I think your heart should stay the same. The way you want to care for people, the way you want to yeah. care for the world, yeah. the way you want to impact this world should stay the same. But please, your mental should keep evolving. Yes, we are evolving creatures. Remember that. You do not want to be the same person you was 20 years ago. There's a song, I think it's either um, either 2 Chains or like, either 2 Chains, J. Cole, or Big Sean. I don't know what. I, all the my, all the, I know it's so random, <laughs> but it's like no, it's like literally saying like, God forbid, man, you meet somebody and they're the same person they were twenty years ago. Like, what did? Oh, it's Big Sean. It's Big Sean that in his last album he had a song about that. It's like, you don't want to be that same person. I want to have the same affections that I have towards like the world and everything, or my friends, my family, and all that, yeah. but. Yeah. I definitely want to be able to evolve those affections. Oh. Right. Ooh, excuse me. So one of the last things that I wanted to incorporate with this, and the last question I wanted to ask you mm -hmm. as well. Actually, I want to incorporate, but this is the last question. I'll tell you an incorporation like, in a few. Last question is, if you were to advise somebody that is saying to themselves, hey, I am dealing with my unconscious mind. I am trying, I am being more conscious about things and situations, but you know, I struggle. Mm -hmm. There are days that I just don't, I don't feel like doing it. There are days that I'm so discouraged. What would you, what, but I am working on it. What would you tell that person to keep in the back of their mind all the time, even though when they're feeling those emotions? The first thing that, immediately pops out to me is that it's okay that you're not working on it every day mm. because like I keep saying this is a marathon this is not a sprint so it's okay that some days you don't want to work on it because some days you need that you need that break because dealing with our unconscious mind is it gets heavy yeah it gets heavy and to do that every single day it gets tiresome yeah. so my first thing is like it's okay if you don't every day you don't feel like doing those battles um, but I would say is that keep going because if you're already, you, you already did the first step. You already said that I want to deal with my unconscious mind and I want to consciously start dealing with these things. You already made the first step. Just keep going because consistency is key. And it consistency doesn't mean that you have to do it every day and you have to love it every day, but you're doing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be that one thing I would say to them. To remain consistent yeah. in, in it. And it doesn't, you don't have to be doing it every single day and don't have to make do it, it like a, a, a horrible task because at the end of the day, you're trying to find your best self right. the, at the end of it. Right. So the last thing I wanted to incorporate, I just want to incorporate like a quick game because okay. like definitely our, we've been talking about our mental health heavy and anybody by the way that's on the zoom call that would like to put their camera on and participate in this game will be it's, i'm just gonna play a quick would you rather um would you rather okay really, <laughs> I huh? i said i love these games <laughs> i love would you rather so i just wanted to quickly just dive into like three would you rather if anybody wants to respond as well before we wrap up and uh so I have a couple of a couple of them here. Okay. So one of them that okay, let me see here. <laughs> so Would you rather lose the ability to read or lose the ability to speak? 
I would rather lose the ability to speak. I think reading is so important. Right. <laughs> I don't have to speak to you, but if I know Someone that- said lose the ability to read. Titi <laughs> said lose the Titi. Titi. Oh, Titi sings. That, that's Titi sings. Okay. And she can drumline it. She can drumline it. Like, <laughs> like she got soul. <laughs> yeah. She can drumline it. It's okay. Anybody, anybody else has an answer to that? Would you rather lose the ability to speak or would you rather lose the ability to read? Dom, I see you here. What would you rather? She's on mute. Dom, you're still on mute. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I, that's really hard because I love to read. I feel like that's where I learned the most about myself, actually, when I can like compare what other people are saying with what yeah. I feel. So like, I can line up, you know, whatever. But to not be able to speak, I don't know. Like, that's, that's a lot because I'm a singer, too. So I understand that, like not being able to verbalize how you feel and not really being able to explain it, but you can write, that's the thing. If you can, even though you can't speak, you can still write. I feel like I would be able, I would much rather be able to comprehend what people feel because that's how I connect most with people when I understand where they're coming from. If I was able to talk, like I could talk all I want, but reading, like communicating, that, that's, I, I feel like that's invaluable, comprehension. Mr. P Mr. Pierre, what about you? I need to get my words out. I listen to an ebook before I can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to an ebook. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm gonna. Okay, next question. Next question. This is a, this is for all of us because we know we we try we try to be earlier. So, would you rather be ten minutes late or always twenty minutes early? Always 20 minutes early. Because if you're on time, you're late. Mm. What are we talking what, what are we talking about exactly? Cause if I gotta be there at 5 a.m., I don't want to, I want to make sure I maximize my sleep. So <laughs> yo, yo, Lou, the way I, I did think about that, I'm like, well, what am I doing? And what time is it? Because sometimes that's 20 minutes before you gotta go to work. Oh, I need that in the morning. <laughs> Nah, but I picked the early one though. Oh, I love this question. I love Damo. Uh, I'm sorry. Could you ask Courtney? You didn't even answer that either. What? Oh, you did. You said you'd rather be 20 minutes early. Yeah. And Damo, what would you rather? I'm always late. <laughs> I'm literally like always late everywhere I go. It's like a lifestyle. But again, that's something that my mom was. So I don't really. I can't really imagine being the one that's always 20 minutes late. I don't even know what my life would be like that. <laughs> What about you, TC? I'm back and forth. I'm either really early or like really late. Like there's like no in between. Um, I would rather be early though, just to like settle in. Cause I know when I'm late, I'm always like rushing and like, I can never get my mind right before I gotta get into like work and whatever. So I'd rather be early just to like, you know, make sure I settle in and like, just like I'm ready. So, so when you have to go to work, that's 20 minutes that you still want to sleep. Okay, all right, cool, heard you. Heard you. <laughs> <laughs> what i have two more uh would you rather be married to a 10 with a bad personality or a six with amazing personality I'll give me that six 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 that's so easy i'm gonna remix that three because all of y'all was too hype on that a three with an amazing personality nobody and by the way i don't see that 
Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. But still, three, <laughs> a three. Or, I'm changing that six to a three. Everybody wow. answer now. <laughs> Everybody answer now. Okay. But, okay. Would you rather be married to a 10 with a bad personality or a three? With an amazing personality. <laughs> That's hard. <laughs> um, Jada, uh, Jada, you choose the three? <laughs> Jada, come on, nah, come on. Um, I'll let the ten let's know see about himself. I'll like, I'm, a know, I'm a fixer, so I like to fix people. So I'll fix the ten to make him um, a better That's person nice. at heart. I feel like it looks is just you suck with your looks. But you can change your personality. <laughs> well, nowadays you can change your look too. So that oh, no, I, don't look I don't do the botched. <laughs> I'm a little like vain, so I'm more concerned about concerned about what my kids is gonna look like. So I mean, I'm just, kids, I mean, I'm cute, so like my kids is gonna be cute regardless. But like, if my husband's a three, like. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. You're right, you're right. I can fix that, but I can't face have what that I've read so far, Jada. Why would you choose a three? Um, <laughs> I would show myself, but I have a face mask on, so I look like a three right now. But um, <laughs> I was... <laughs> personality to me is like a big factor in anybody that I speak to. So if your personality is really like not it, I can't. I don't care how good you look. And I don't know. I just feel like looks aren't really a big thing to me. I'm that person. I'm kind of weird like that. No, you're and not weird. You're not weird for that. Yo, Lexi, I want, I want to hear your answer as well. Yeah, I agree. Looks aren't a thing, but the three, that's low. That's low. <laughs> that's my thing. <laughs> but it's low. I can't. <laughs> okay. I got one more. I got one more, guys. Mm -hmm. Give me more. I want to choose the best one. <laughs> what? These are, sorry. Some of them I'm just like, okay, no. Okay. Would you rather move to a new city or town every week or never be able to leave the city or town you were born in? I don't love New York that much. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, Lou. Um, what about you, Courtney? Change is good, but stability is better. Um... And not talking about like change in like your mental, whatever, but it's like just physical stability is good. That's hard. I, I think I would. I, I would take the change. Every week? Every week. Think about this. Yeah, actually, no, you're I, packing up your things and you're going into another city. You're right. Nah, I I have to. I recant. No, I would. I would stay where I'm at. Exactly. Only because then I would never be able to build any long-lasting relationship. Nothing. I would never Nothing. have. I can't have my friend. Like no, that means I'm giving up my my friends, my family. My if I like if I had a pet, I'm giving. It. No, I'm not doing that. No. Right. You're seeing little fires everywhere now. Yeah, I'm staying. You're staying as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay. I feel like I'm just gonna ask one I've more, and then we can we can conclude. 
I don't think I would rather be either one of those. Oh, I love this one. Last one, guys. And I would love for everybody to participate if you, if, if you want to. Uh, last question is, would you rather live without the internet or live without AC and heating? But I can use a fan, right? <laughs> Look at you trying to remix that. Nah, bro. You cannot. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't like the code that much anyways. AC or fan, bro. So when you're cold, when you're cold, you can't use the heater. And when it's hot, you can't turn on the AC. Oh, you say, oh, you say no heat, no, no AC? AC and heating, bro. So would you, would you rather live without the internet or live without AC and heating? The internet could go. Wow. Wait, Court, Court, CC, what about you? Um, AC and heater could go. I learned a lot on the internet. I've taught myself how to sing. I mean, I already knew how to sing, but I've like improved my voice through YouTube videos. I've done so much with the internet. So you just go, go, you shiver and make the sweat. <laughs> I'll shiver, I'll, I'll sweat. <laughs> Corey, what about you? I find that most people live a most pe peaceful life when they don't have the internet. So I think I'm gonna have to stay peace to the internet. Your lecture brought up a good point. Like we're all on here because of the internet, so I I would choose the internet. I I would let go of heating and AC. Like I love I love my AC is on right now. It doesn't really need to be on, but I love just having them on. But I'll have to choose the internet. It's not even that hot outside. <laughs> I know this question. I hope never has to come to light because <laughs> it's not even hot outside. <laughs> it's not even hot outside. <laughs> Okay. Um. Thank you, everybody that that participated. Let me. I haven't. Give me. Let me see here. I want to thank everybody that joined the chat today. She said it's just always hot. And Courtney. Yes. Courtney. 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 Thank you so much for coming on your mental health matters today. I truly mm -hmm. enjoyed this conversation. I truly yes. enjoyed, and I appreciate you sharing your experiences and sharing your mental. Yes. with all of us and as i said in the beginning of the conversation this space this space that I, I i hope to create for all of us is just so we can we can talk about things we can talk about how we felt and learn from one another as i said in the beginning experience to me what i've learned that experience teaches so much that that you're always going to tell you're always going to be happy and your mental will always be grateful if you're able to like share hear people's experience and take from them. So I appreciate you from coming on today and sharing your experiences with us. And I appreciate every single person that joined uh, Your Mental Health Matters today. Definitely we'll be having more episodes. I'll be sending it over to you guys. But thank you, thank you, thank you. And Courtney, Just before we sign out. Before we go out, I, I wanna thank you, Ish, for creating this platform. It's beautiful, it's amazing, be consistent, be consistent is key it will grow it may not be a lot now but keep going if there's one thing i know is that if you keep going this is going to turn into something that you would have never thought it would turn into um, Jesus name. Thank, you. thank you thank you so thank you for having me um on here i really appreciate it i appreciate every one of y'all and so next time guys